Welcome back, conscious listeners. It is so great to have you today. Let's see, there has been so much change on the horizon. And typically at this season and at this juncture in the season or the school year, we're getting ready to have new beginnings and make new changes. And for kids who are in elementary school, you know, they're just figuring out their new class. And even kids in middle school and high school, they're reconnecting with their friends and maybe they're letting go of old friendships and stepping into new friendships and relationships and acquaintances and just different groups and levels of involvement. And kind of what's come up recently too is how in these different waves and different seasons, like certain things are not necessarily meant to last forever. And as that comes with the grief of the change, it also comes with the practice of transition. And I myself am in a really massive transition time. I said goodbye to my workplace of the last three years, and I'm officially getting ready to say goodbye at the end of this month and fully stepping out into my own independent private practice with my own office space and with my own, you know, group containers with parents who want to take parenting to the next level and want to take their desires to the next level and want to take their connection with their kids and their families to the next level. And as I step into this larger role of leadership and getting to truly you know, be my own boss in that sense, it comes with a lot of shedding and it comes with a lot of redirection. And so not only am I also letting go of the things that are not priorities and letting go of the things that don't actually bring me my deepest desires, I am realigning and I am constantly assessing and evaluating if something is for my highest good or if I'm just doing it because I always have, or because I'm expected to, or because that's what I assume the world expects of me, right? I'm hitting a lot of major growth edges where I get to really decide for myself and I get to say, you know, am I willing to disappoint people? Am I willing to, you know, create or elicit triggers or activations or um, bumps in the road if that means that I get to stay really true to myself. And that's something that's an edge for me. I don't always love when people are quote unquote mad at me, or I don't always love when people don't like me because of my trauma response of the fawn of people pleasing. Like to me, sometimes I perceive a threat or danger when I'm not liked by the external or when I'm not um, seen as pleasant or compliant and how cool that I get to lean into that at this juncture and how cool that I get to create the life I want. And, you know, I'm here to tell you it's possible, but not only tell you, show you through my lived experience And if you asked me this time last year, 
I would have had no idea how much growth I would have experienced in this last year. I think for me in many ways, 2021 and the end of 2020 was, you know, a huge transmission and initiation for me to step into these next levels and next layers. And, you know, from being in my head all throughout childhood and, you know, suppressing feelings and being told to practice that those things don't matter to then really uncovering and dropping into my heart and um, being that compassionate, caring, caring, like caregiver and counselor to now stepping into this next level of the womb, the gut, the stomach. That's where all of our ancestral pain and past life baggage is that we carry that we may not even be conscious or aware of, but that's just where it lives. That's like where creation starts. That's where we shed every month as a female, you know? So it's a really powerful feminine initiation at this point in my career. You could call it my life purpose, my life's work, I'm really into angel numbers and I'm really into receiving messages from, you know, the divine, from my angels, from past loved ones. And this is the spiritual aspect that I am now calling forward and enriching. And, you know, it's amazing to have had this counseling experience and it's amazing to have had this clinical work And it's amazing to be in the field of substance abuse prevention and, you know, to really find different interventions and alternatives that are modern and realistic and non-judgmental and not fear-based and just sustainable long-term. And on the other hand, I have been craving this connection deeper, deeper to myself, my connection to be more true to who I am and my connection to really defining who and what and where I am in time and space. And it's not really the ways that we have been taught it's not really the ways that this paradigm values and we get to be the new, we get to be the change and we get to step into that calling of ours that really aligns with our life purpose. And, you know, something that I heard recently from tuning in is the womb, right? The womb gets to have all of our answers. And I think so much of the time growing up when we use school as external validation with our grades, with our peers, with our teachers comparing and striving and achieving, we're not really taught how to be human first. We're kind of just trained to be an employee and we're trained to follow the leader, right? And a lot of the time we have this deeper desire to be our own leaders because that's where we're headed. And that's where the energy on the planet is going to be taking us. And we just get to decide how fast we want to align with it. But 
among this entire paradigm shift, we are learning how to make meaning of what actually matters to our soul and how to cultivate those deep enriching connections that are going to activate us in the ways that bring us up into our next levels of learning and growing and changing. And so it's hard to bump up against some of these systematic, you know, things that have been enforced and practiced for years when in fact we have certainly outgrown them. And so I think that's the biggest challenge right now that I'm seeing is as I work with kids who are entering back into the school year, we get to really figure out what's important and what do we value and how do we make things work for the sake of the school system, but not only to, you know, I guess, get through or succeed if that's how we want to define it or, or refer to it, but also how can we thrive and how can we take ownership of our experience and make things workable for us in a system that's not really taking care of us anymore or maybe never has, right? We can challenge that too. So yeah, I want to just share my latest awakenings because hopefully you are tuning into your deeper callings too and figuring out what that means for you and figuring out what, what matters to you and the phrase that's coming to mind is the ikigai, which is Japanese. And we learned that um, in our career class in grad school, which is so relevant. It means what gets you out of bed in the morning and what jazzes you and what gets you excited to live your life. Is it meeting intimately with people that you're helping? Is it going into the office? What is it for you that literally gets you out of bed? Is it your time with your pet in the morning? Is it your time with your tea or your coffee or your morning ritual? Do you like to read? Do you like to stretch? Do you like to be outside? Do you like to move? Like, what is it that gets you out of bed? What is it that jazzes you up and gets you excited for showing up to your life? And then some of the harder truths are, well, what's going on in your life that you actually don't like and and perceive that you have to do? And what are some small changes you can make today that actually point you in the direction of where you do want to go? What are some of the tougher decisions that you can take action on today that are going to impact you next week, next month, next year? Because like, that's what we're working toward. We're working toward fulfilling this life purpose and full desire. And another uncovering of the divine feminine where we get to actually balance what's been taught to us. So we're in like this hyper-masculine state and we need more balance. Like what is going to bring us more balance? What's going to fulfill our deepest desires? Have we even entertained our deepest desires? Do we even know what that looks like? Like, let's just say all of our deepest desires have been fulfilled. Like what does a day in that life look like? Like, let's map that out. Let's write that down. Let's channel that through our journaling and our action because like that's what we get to do if that's what we desire. We're human. So we're going to have deep desires. That's part of, you know, the material world of being human and we get to desire what we desire and we get to work toward that and we get to create that and we get to make the rules of our own life. And I think that's what so much of us need to hear and 
need to practice and need to tell ourselves is we get to create what we want. And so much so of our programming tells us we actually don't. And that's kind of what limits us. But when we step into that place of being childlike, where we get to connect with those hopes and dreams and desires and those deeper, deeper wants that we so deserve in our soul, it, it just brings us closer to embodying what that would feel like if we did have those things, when we have those things, when we reach those things, right? And so we get to dream, we get to create. And that's why I love working with kids because when you're a kid, when you're being funneled into different areas of your life, you're usually being told what to do, right? Wear your mask, stay six feet apart, um, behave this certain way, right? Especially if we're at school. And so when I, when kids come to my office to work on their social emotional development and their emotional blocks and their expanding um, into their full versions of themselves, essentially like that's the one thing I love is like sky is the limit. We have so much to learn from kids and they're so intuitive. They're so connected to what they want. Like leaning into that with them gives me chills. It's certainly a spiritual experience. And so that edge is where we're at. And like, do kids have like those spaces to feel safe enough to share what's actually going on for them, right? If it's not at school, is it with like a caring adult that can really hear them, you know? Like, because to be honest, young people want that non-judgmental, inclusive environment that not only says that that's what they do, but models and shares and demonstrates that that's what they do. And young people want like informative, honest, places where they can connect and be honest, right? Like a lot of the time, young people do not want to connect and be honest. They would rather dissociate because they perceive if they're honest, they're going to get in trouble or they're going to get judged or they're going to be left out or they won't fit in or they'll feel too different to connect, right? But kind of the paradigm we're stepping into is this group-based oriented connection where we get to like bring our own unique experiences. If we learn best in this experiential way, like the only way we're going to get to know a collective is if we deeply get to know ourselves, right? Versus like in this culture we're currently in where we're constantly comparing ourselves, like how will we ever know who we are if we're always trying to measure up to something that's unattainable, right? And like another thing that would be extremely beneficial, like if we were to teach children how to be human first, right? Like we got, what if we could learn about like the neurotransmitters that are in our brain and our body and our gut? And like, what if we could learn about like the foods that we literally put into our body and like the minerals and the vitamins and the supplements and the, all the things that would actually point us in a healthy direction that we could focus on our mind body that our gut we could give our gut our credit right this is why so much of what I'm doing now is is leaning into the gut and leaning into that womb and that creative portal because I think a lot of the approaches that are still being taken in the school system are 
kind of like from this abstinence point of view or this right or wrong moral place of, you know, unrealistic expectations, right? Like when we tell kids not to do something or we don't really teach them what would happen if they did it, but we just say, don't do that. Like impulsively where they are developmentally, they're going to try it and they're not going to connect with the teachings of those fear-based tactics because they weren't accurate in the first place. And so there's a lot of collective shame that we carry in our womb, right? Of ancestral and past life. So of course we're going to like have this shame tactic and we're going to have this heavy, like getting in trouble energy when technically as a kid, it's the time to make mistakes and grow and develop and be mentored and coached actually to like be connected to yourself. Like when we're born and we experience trauma or adverse life experiences, we're scattered. And that's the reason why like substances or, you know, behaviors that are difficult or challenging. That's why those feel good because that brings us the connection we need. Right. So it's like, if we had enough supportive spaces where we could actually connect to who we are and figure out who we are and what we want, like just our identity in terms of the internal, if we could learn that we would not need all these external like substances or behaviors that would like help us to attempt to feel complete because of how scattered we really are. So I feel, yeah, I feel really passionate about like kids being able to feel safe enough to bring their voices and to be true to who they are without succumbing to like the peer pressure of fitting in or even the cultural standard, right? There's so many cultural um, unconscious rituals that we choose to fund and participate in only because of the convenience and we're not really aware of like actually how good we could feel if we slowed it down a bit and we're not so reliant on the instant gratification and we weren't so you know impulsive right like to have those places where we get to practice slowing down is so important and yet is so contradictory to the society that we're in right now that's actually like supporting us speeding up so fast and in a culture that's like telling us anxiety is something that we need to fight, right? Like, because we have all this compound, compounded stress, right? It's turning into stress and it's turning into anxiety and depression because there is not the outlet. There is not the space. There is not the connection to self to channel that energy that makes us human in the first place. So yeah, there's not enough about like healthy risk for kids. There's not enough. And yet we know developmentally that this is what they're needing to grow and to identify and to figure out who they are and to change and to like evolve, right? Like kids have to be able to take enough healthy risk to land in those developmental places. And so one of my long-term goals is to have an emotion school because if we can prioritize teaching children, the social and emotional like tools for optimal health and wellness, like we're going to address the roots of a lot of the problems that we're seeing 
where we just want to throw money at it and we don't actually cultivate the deeper change, right? So it's like, you can't really address these deeper roots with topical care. It's just not long-term or sustainable. And so the work that I offer for kids and for parents and for their families is being able to reconnect to our nature and being able to reconnect to actually who we are, whether that's through play or through parent coaching and like through the container that I get to hold for leading different groups of parents through their own individual and unique journeys. Like that is what is so powerful. That is what is going to give us the answers. It's not going to be anything that we read or that we learn. And of course, those things are really helpful too. But until we learn to tap into our natural gifts and until we learn to um, pay attention to the subtle energies that we're carrying and that until we learn how to lean into the triggers that we're facing rather than avoiding them or distracting from them or numbing them, like a big responsibility of being a parent is to model to our children, like how we wish that they would be. And of course, naturally, because our kids come after us, they're already more evolved than us. And yet, like our biggest challenge as a parent is to demonstrate and model a life that we want our kids to have, even though our kids are destined for greater, right? So the real challenge becomes how, as a parent, do I be the leader that I wish my kid is? Or to be the parent that my child deserves. Like if I'm carrying more than I can handle, whether that's energetically or physically or mentally or emotionally, like, is that supportive to my child? And what can I do in my next steps to allow my child to not have to experience the depth and the pain that I've had, right? Like who's the responsible adult that gets to say, I'm cutting this off now. And that's the challenge, right? Like when we revisit these pain points and when we revisit these traumas, we don't have to know what they are in order to release them. That's just our cognitive brain that's telling us we do. And that's usually why people are so fearful to lean into this work because they don't want to revisit the hardest times they've ever had, right? And I'm here to say that it's okay, that that's normal, that that's totally part of the process, And makes so much sense of why you wouldn't want to dip your toes back into that. But the thing is, is if we don't do it now, we're going to have a million other opportunities that present themselves. So it just depends on where you are on your own journey and what resonates for you. There's different levels of entry for, you know, diving into social, emotional wellness. And like, I'm so here for it. And you know, I'm here to support wherever you are and whatever level you're seeking and whatever you're ready for, because that's kind of who I'm calling for right now is the people who are in that place where they're ready. And if you're listening and you're feeling like maybe your future self's ready, amazing, cool. Let's get to that place. And you let me know if I can help you. Right. So I'm so here for it. And I'm also here for you to lean on if you have any questions or if you have any curiosities or just if even if you want to celebrate your wins, not necessarily just for the challenges, but I'm so here for the wins too. And I know for myself in this time of change, like 
anything's possible. Anything is at our fingertips right now for calling in, for manifesting, for shedding, right? It's like the more you can do for yourself to realign with what's the best for you or what feels the best for you or with just what feels good and what feels like meets your desires. Like that's what speeds things up for your children, for your family, for your spouse, your relationships and your connections. Right. So the focus here is to like really look inward and the intention is to honor where we are in our process because that's the only way we get to the next step is to acknowledge where we currently are. And so I'm here for it. And I'm wishing you the best and take really good care of yourselves. Be gentle on yourselves. And I will see you next time. Take good care.